Well, hello to you. Hope everything's going well. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Long weekend there. <clears throat> Monday, November 27th, 2023. Monday, November 27th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google uh, those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. I, in case I haven't told you before, may I just mention, I really appreciate you coming every day. It's very nice of you. If you can, please bring someone uh, with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can uh, uh, tweet to me or X to me. The questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter. <coughs> Excuse me. Some coffee here. Uh, Let's start uh, with what we uh, normally do, and that's the war in Ukraine. NATO Secretary Jen Stoltenberg uh, said Ukraine will become a member of NATO subject to reforms after the war. And, oh boy, is that going to piss off Putin. Uh, Possible NATO membership was the primary reason for the war. He said allies... Uh, um, Stoltenberg said allies agree that Ukraine will become a member of NATO at the NATO-Ukraine meeting. We will agree uh, recommendations for Ukrainian reforms as we continue to support Kyiv on the uh, path to NATO membership. However, all allies still agree that full membership remains impossible in the midst of war, even while uh, ways to move Ukraine and NATO closer continue. Sultenberg also said that Sweden's pending NATO membership will make us all safer, and he called on Turkey and Hungary to complete its ratifications. <coughs> Hungary's foreign minister has suggested that the EU should study the consequences of its sanctions regime against Russia before working on its latest package. And of course, he would. They would. Peter Sijarto said on Facebook, while the East-West cooperation, which had long been a solid foundation for European growth, continues to break down, we are already discussing the 12th package of sanctions without any honest analysis of the effects of the 11th packages that have already been adopted. But he is ignoring the fact that Russia is suffering quite a bit. And of course, he knows that because he's a Russian pawn. We've been discussing all the problems that Russia is having. They're having to go to North Korea for arms. Now they're, we'll get to the fact that they're going to um, uh, Turkey. Exports to Russia from Turkey of civilian goods used by the military, such as microchips and telescopic sites, are increasing, causing concerns to the U.S. and the EU, which seeks to prevent such items entering the country. I I told you many times, I don't trust Turkey or Erdogan. I don't trust them. I still don't. Erdogan, the guy that sounds like he's a Lord of the Rings villain. Uh, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lapdog Lavrov insisted in response to remarks by the U.S. Defense Secretary last week that Putin would not stop at Ukraine if he was victorious. You know, he's going to enter Europe. Uh, He said, Moscow does not have plans to expand its territory any farther in Europe. And we believe you. Why? Seriously? 
Didn't you also say you you wouldn't attack a sovereign country? <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, uh, the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, is turning his attention to Ukraine, uh, NATO, and the Western Balkans after weeks of intense focus on Israeli's war against uh, Hamas in uh, Gaza. I, and, and honestly, got to say, that guy collected some serious frequent flyer miles. He's now going to try and push through Ukraine aid uh, in the United States, of course, and he's uh, hoping to get support. Uh, the UK Ministry of Defense <clears throat> has described a plausible Ukrainian uh, estimate of Russian casualties running at a daily average of almost 1,000 in November. This would, on the face of it, make November 2023 one of the most difficult months for Russian forces, with many of its losses coming from its assault on Avdivka. I believe they had like 800 in one day, didn't they? 800 losses of life. Uh, all the figures on, on Ukrainian losses were not provided, so we don't know how bad it was for Ukraine. Uh, the NATO Secretary General said that some of the most intense fighting of the war has taken place in recent weeks in the east of Ukraine. According to the U.S.-based Institute for the Study of War, Russian forces have made confirmed advances north, west, and south east of Avdivka over the weekend. Heavy Russian losses are due to Russia throwing all their men in, throwing kitchen sink, you know. He thinks Ukraine will run out of bullets as the U.S. is broiled in uh, uh, Republican obstructionism, I believe. <clears throat> a Russian court has accused Meta Platforms uh, spokesman Andy Stone of promoting terrorism and ordered his arrest. The move follows a crackdown on freedom of speech in Russia since the launch of its war in Ukraine. According to the TASS news agency, court spokeswoman Olga Navarova said... Andy Mark Stone was ordered, arrested in absentia in a case of supporting terrorism. Stone, who is not in Russia, was placed on the Interior Ministry's list of wanted people yesterday. The reports did not provide any further details regarding the case. Facebook and Instagram have been blocked in Russia since shortly after the start of the Ukraine offensive and are only accessible via VPN. Twitter is also banned, as well as Russian independent media critical of uh, the Kremlin. And, and what do I got to do to get on this list? I mean, how negative towards Russia do I have to be about how much they suck for them to put me on this list to be arrested? I mean, come on. I'm trying. Officials said Sunday, Russia, yesterday, Russia foiled more than 20 Ukrainian drone attacks over Russian territory in the past day, including on the capital, Moscow, a day after it launched its largest drone attack against the Ukrainian capital since the full-scale invasion began. And it was a big one. We'll get to it. According to the Russian Ministry of Defense, 24 Ukraine drones, uh, Ukrainian drones had been destroyed over the territories of Moscow, Tula, Kaluga, Bryansk, and Smolensk oblasts in the past 24 hours. In addition, Russian air defenses intercepted 53 Ukrainian drones during the same period over Ukraine areas under Russian control, and that's according to the military. They included Kharkiv, Kherson, the self-proclaimed Donetsk People Republic, and the self-proclaimed Luhansk People's Republic. The ministry added 17 HIMARS 
uh, missiles, multiple launch, you know, rocket systems, projectiles had been intercepted over the past 24 hours. Moscow Mayor Sergei Sobyanin said no injuries or damage were reported as a result of the wreckage from intercepted drones, an attack that targeted the DPR, damaged the power system, and left parts of the region without power overnight, according to the DPR's of Donetsk People's Republic's Russian-backed head, Dennis Pushlin. Pushlin said on Telegram on Sunday, the situation is difficult, adding the work is ongoing. Everything is being done to return the heat and light for our citizens as soon as possible. Getting a little bit of what Ukraine got last winter. Russia's Ministry of Defense also said Sunday that its air defenses had destroyed two S-200 anti-aircraft missiles in, in the air over the Sea of Azov at around 11 a.m. Moscow town. Uh, Moscow time, which is like 3 a.m. Eastern time, something like that. A telegram post from the Ukraine's Air Force said it had intercepted 71 Shahid drones across the six regions of Ukraine, with the vast majority in the Kyiv region. It described the attack as a record number of drones. The attack of Kyiv left 77 residential buildings and 120 establishments in the city center temporarily without power Saturday before supply was restored later in the day. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. Got a lot to go, uh, go through. I mean, we'll be lucky if we can keep it under an hour. Well, we have to keep it under an hour, don't we? <clears throat> so hostages being released by Israel was part of the deal. I guess I should call them prisoners as Israel calls them. But what exactly are they? Uh, let's take a close look at their stories. Most were jailed for regular protesting, for using their voice. Israeli forces have arrested thousands of Palestinians on what critics claim are often dubious grounds meant to give Israel leverage and bargaining chips. Here in the U.S. and other so-called civilized countries, a person gets arrested for protesting. Oh, they shouldn't in the first place. They have a so-called uh, fair trial, and then they either serve time or get released. In Israel, it's much different. Palestinians get arrested for protesting and thrown in jail for simply speaking truth to power. Many don't get trials, and the ones who do, the conviction rate in, uh, in Israel is 100%. You know who has 100% conviction rate? Russia does. China does. And any other dictatorship or fascist or communist entity. And we talked about it. Fascism and communism are the same thing. The only difference is who's in charge at the top. Or maybe not who, but rather how they are identified. Make no mistake. Are, are they identified as corporate leaders or, or as um, uh, government leaders? Make no mistake. With the power of corporations, the U.S. is closer to fascism than ever. So is Israel jails people without fair trial or any trial 100% of the time, and we support them. Israel is a de facto fascist dictatorship, and we support them. Why is this going on other than APAC, of course? According to uh, um, uh, the Gaza Health Ministry, uh, we're moving on. 
According to the Gaza Health Ministry, nearly 15,000 Palestinians, including more than 4,000 women and over 6,000 children, have been killed by Israeli bombs and bullets. More than 36,000 Palestinians have been wounded by Israeli attacks on Gaza, while around 7,000 uh, 7, others, including 4,700 children, are missing and presumed dead. Also in the West Bank, at least 255 Palestinians have been killed by Israeli soldiers and settlers. Israel and Hamas appeared open to extending a ceasefire in Gaza that has halted their deadliest and most destructive war, but is set to expire after today. With a, actually any minute, I, I would think, in a couple of hours anyway. With a fourth exchange of militant-held hostages by Palestinians imprisoned by Israel planned for later uh, today, that will be the end of it unless they continue. Israel has said it would extend the ceasefire by one day for every 10 additional hostages released. But Israel also says it remains committed to crushing Hamas military capabilities and ending its 16-year rule over Gaza. That would likely mean expanding a ground offensive from devastated northern Gaza to the south, which is only partially devastated at this point, in the south where hundreds of thousands of Palestinians have crammed into United Nations shelters and where dire conditions persist despite the increased delivery of aid under the truce. Israel will re resume its operations with full force as soon as the current deal expires if Hamas does not agree to further hostage release. Two Egyptian officials said talks are aimed at extending the ceasefire for another four days, with one saying that both sides have agreed in principle, but that official, uh, that official added that violence in the occupied West Bank is complicating matters, with Hamas demanding an end to Israeli military raids. Hundreds of Palestinians have been arrested and scores killed in clashes with Israeli forces since the war began. Not to mention the fact that Israel said, hey, when you get your hostages back from us, don't you celebrate. And then they cracked down on them for, for uh, celebrating in the streets, for getting back the people that were unjustly imprisoned by Israel. Israel cracked down on that, didn't they? President Joe Biden has requested that Congress uh, to lift most of the restrictions on Israel, uh, Israel's access to U.S. stockpiles of weapons in the country. The request came in the administration's supplemental budget request to the U.S. Senate sent, uh, sent on the 20th of October. It concerns the war reserve spot stockpiles allies Israel uh, uh, that the U.S. has stored in Israel since the 19, uh, in Israel since the 1980s for its own use in a potential conflict in the region. The U.S. allows Israel to access the stockpile under certain conditions, but Biden's request would remove most of the conditions, including a requirement that Israel only use surplus or obsolete weapons and a cap on how much the U.S. can spend resupplying the stash. Josh Paul, a former State Department official who resigned over U.S. arms transfers to Israel in the midst of its bombardment of Gaza, told uh, the Intercept newspaper, the president's emergency supplemental funding request would essentially create a free-flowing free pipeline to provide any defense articles, 
to Israel by the simple act of placing them in the WRSA-1 stockpile or other stockpiles intended for Israel. Paul told The Intercept, despite this, Biden's request would allow Israel to access all weapons from the uh, WRSA-1 uh, or WRSA-I, uh, not just access or obsolete, or, or obsolete ones, something that could hurt U.S. preparedness, right? Using all our weapons when we need them. The request would also remove a requirement that Israel provide con concessions to the U.S. in exchange for accessing weapons, lift the $200 million per year restocking cap, and shorten a requirement that the government inform Congress 30 days ahead of a weapons transfer under extraordinary circumstances. This at a time when the U.S. should be requiring more concessions, like maybe fair trials for Palestinians. How about that? How about a continued ceasefire? How about that? At least someone is speaking up. The city council of Bar Barcelona, Spain's second largest city, voted Friday to suspend relations with Israel's far-right government over what they, the party behind the move called the genocide in Gaza, introduced by the leftist Barcelona and Como, uh, Como party, which asserted that no government can turn a blind eye to genocide. The resolution demands the municipal government discontinue institutional relations with the current government of Israel until there is a definitive ceasefire and respect for the basic rights of the Palestinian people. A compliance with the United Nations resolution are guaranteed and compliance are guaranteed. The resolution also calls for the requiring public contracts to ensure that no operator belongs to or carries out activities that go against international humanitarian law and rejects and condemns attacks against the population, civilian, both Israel and Palestinian, as well as any action constituting collective punishment, such as forced displacement of population, the systematic destruction of homes and civilian infrastructure, or the blocking of the supply of energy, water, food, medical supplies, and medicines to the population of the Gaza Strip, which is everything that Israel is doing. I guess those, uh, with those rules, they should separate from the U.S. as well. Barcelona and Comune Council Member uh, Ede Kalau said in a statement, it's not a war. It's a genocide. And as uh, Spanish President Pedro Sanchez has stated, it is unbearable. And if it is unbearable, we not only need to denounce it, we must act and not stay on the sidelines. Every 10 minutes, a child dies in the Gaza Strip under the bombs of one of the most powerful armies in the world. Earlier this month, Barcelona dock, wor dock workers also showed solidarity with Palestinians by refusing to load or unload military materials onto any ship bound for Israel or any conflict zone where they could be used against civilians. The new Barcelona resolution urges Israel and Hamas to make permanent the temporary four-day ceasefire that began Friday. In addition to the Barcelona council members who voted Friday for the resolution, other Spanish officials have also called for cutting ties with Israel's government over its Gaza onslaught. 
this may go country right, countrywide, Spain may distance themselves from Israel. The first to fall among, uh, what is it, 20, 20, is it 29 or 30 EU countries? A tech billionaire, Elon Musk, has met with Israeli PM, uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, touring a, a kibbutz targeted by the Palestinian gunman during the October 7th attack and expressing support for Israel's war against Hamas in the Gaza Strip. Hey, you know, this is a one-trick pony. Everybody that visits there, they say, hey, we're going to take you to this kibbutz. They, they take everybody to the same kibbutz and say, oh, look at the bullet holes. It's a one-trick pony. It ain't going to last forever. Uh, the visit comes amid a period of controversy for Elon Musk, who recently sparked outrage by calling an anti-Semitic a Semitic social media post promoting the conspiracy theory that white people in the West are being replaced through immigration from the global South with the help of progressive Jews. I, you know, that's something that the Republicans use all the time. We're being uh, the great replacement theory. Look it up. <laughs> the actual truth. Uh, that's what he said it was. Uh, uh, what Musk said it was. After touring the decimated kibbutz in of uh, Kafar Aza with Netanyahu, Musk said in a conversation with the Prime Minister on X Spaces that it was jarring to see the scene of the massacre and that Israel has no choice but to eliminate Hamas. Musk is also scheduled to meet with Israeli President Isaac Herzog, whose office said in a statement would underscore the need to act to com combat rising anti-Semitism online. As Musk arrived, Israel announced it had struck an agreement in principle to use SpaceX's Starlink communications channel in Gaza, where Musk had previously suggested it could be utilized to enhance communications. The agreement marked a major shift for Israel, whose communication minister previously dismissed the idea of opening up Starlink to Gaza because it said Hamas would use it for terrorist activities. But today, Israeli communications minister uh, Shlomo Karhi announced Israel had reached an agreement in principle, in principle, uh, <clears throat> under which Starlink satellites units can only be operated in Israel with the approval of the Israeli Ministry of Communications, including the Gaza Strip. The reason this is all happening is Musk put his foot in his mouth and lost about $100 million in advertising overnight and needs to mend ties because he's screwed. Uh, uh, Twitter had already lost a lot of ad revenue once he took over, so, you know. Uh, congressional members are back this week and likely start up the, uh, to start up their damage in the House tomorrow. Uh, in the Senate, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer uh, from New York laid out a jam-packed national security focused agenda for the Senate and uh, as it returns for its last three weeks of 2023. Schumer appeared to threaten to keep the Senate in session past the December 15th adjournment date, telling senators to be prepared to stay in Washington until we finish our work. Schumer sent out a dear colleague letter to senators laying out his plans for when the Senate returns today. I, this is just, uh, what is this, two and a half weeks? that he's got, or three weeks? Uh, the first tranche of appropriations bills for the agencies whose funding is set to expire on January 19th under the stopgap spending bill Congress passed earlier this month 
That's first. Then an emergency aid, aid package with funding for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and potentially border uh, security, which, which Schumer said will get a vote as soon as uh, the week of December 4th. The National Defense Authorization Act, a must-pass annual bill that sets military spending levels and policy for the coming year. And all senators classified briefing on Ukraine efforts to repel a Russian invasion that Schumer said will occur in the coming days, a resolution to try and pass hundreds of military promotions that have been blocked by Senator Tommy Tuberville from Alabama for months in protest of the Pentagon's policy reimbursing service members for abortion-related uh, travel costs, uh, confirming President Biden's nominees for executive branch positions and federal judgeships, he warned senators to expect long days and nights and potential weekends in December. So as usual, Democrats in the Senate will work while Republicans in the House will obstruct. Many of Schumer's plans enjoy bipartisan support in the Senate where Republicans tend to be more hawkish on national security. The real snag is the more isolationist Republican-controlled House, which is why Hitler gained power. Uh, um, under newly elected, look it up, it's historic, it's in history. Um, <clears throat> under newly elected Speaker Mike Johnson, the House passed a standalone $14.3 billion military aid package to Israel. That, to the fury of Democrats, was not actually standalone because it included equivalent cuts to IRS funding. That will not pass. We already know that. As with the annual appropriations bills and supplemental spending bill passed by the Senate will likely be subject to heated negotiations with the House who control the purse. So there's going to be problems. Also this week, the gift that keeps on giving. Since the start of the year, George Santos has survived two, count them, two attempts to boot him from Congress. I think his luck and the continued corruption of the Republicans on his matter is over. The expulsion resolution introduced earlier this month by House Ethics Committee Chair Michael Guest requires a two-thirds majority of lawmakers to pass, but after the damning findings Guest's panel uncovered about Santos, it seems possible that the threshold will be cleared, and even George Santos believes this. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Guest uh, uh, introduced this on Friday. Uh, on um, uh, <clears throat> Uh, the, the House was let out on Thursday. He, he introduced it on Friday. Uh, late last week, Santos acknowledged as much in a three-hour uh, live stream where he at one point described himself as the Mary Magdalene of the United States Congress. <sighs> Let's take that from a gay Republican. Uh, Republican George Santos has said he expects to be expelled from Congress following a scathing report by the House Ethics Committee that found substantial evidence of lawbreaking by the lying New York representative in a defiant speech on Friday, sprinkled with taunts and obscenities aimed at his congressional colleagues. Santos insisted he was not going anywhere, but he acknowledged that his time as members of Congress may soon be coming to an end. He said Friday night during a conversation on X Spaces, he said, I know I'm going to be expelled, when this expulsion resolution goes to the floor, I've done the math over and over, and it doesn't look really good. 
The comments came one week after the Republican chair of the House Ethics Committee, Michael Guest, introduced that resolution to expel Santos once the body returns from Thanksgiving break. It is not yet privileged. A privileged resolution requires addressing it in two days. But it only requires one Congress member to designate it privileged, so that's likely to happen today or tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, so, has Joe Biden been good for phasing out fossil fuels? Is that what you're asking? Fossil fuels is oil, coal, natural gas, basically anything from the ground that is burned or used to make something that burns for fuel. I give Joe Biden a D minus for going as far as he has gone. It is nowhere close to where we need to be. Now he has decided this. U.S. President Joe Biden is reportedly planning to skip the United Nations Climate Summit that kicks off later this week in Dubai. Uh, the New York Times was first to report the president's uh, plans on Sunday, citing an unnamed White House official who did not provide a specific reason why Biden intends to skip COP28, which comes at the tail end of what's almost certain to be the hottest year on record in 120,000 years. 125,000, I think they're saying. Is it because he doesn't want to be in the room where everyone will blame the U.S.? Over history, the U.S. Is the, is the largest historical emitter of planet-warming greenhouse gases, and the country is on pace to extract more oil and gas than ever this year. Okay, you know, China surpassed the U.S. recently, but they have 10 times the people in about the same amount of land. Though the U.S. has, you know, about 2% more land than China. Uh, Biden attended the previous two U.N. climate summits, neither of which yielded concrete agreements from world leaders to drastically curb oil, gas, and coal production and use in line with the latest scientific evidence in, uh, and use in line with the latest uh, let, let's do that again. Oil, gas, and coal production and use in line with the latest scientific evidence indicating that coal production and you, uh, uh, that nations are acting far too slowly to prevent catastrophic warming. So this has got to be looked at as Biden giving up, right? Remember just recently, Biden faced significant backlash for approving massive fossil fuel projects such as the Willow drilling venture on Alaska's North Slope, which if completed is, is expected to result in more than 9 million metric tons of carbon dioxide pollution each year. And Biden's fossil fuel approvals go well beyond Willow. During his first two years in office, the president's administration greenlit more than 6,400 permits for oil and gas drilling, outpacing the Trump administration. Think about that. We have a president in office that is worse than Trump for the environment. According to the Washington Post, there are no public events on schedule, Biden's schedule for Friday, the first day of COP28's World Leaders Summit. On Thursday, the opening day of COP28, Biden is set to meet with Angolan President uh, Joe Manuel Goncalves Lorenzo and participate in the White House Christmas tree lighting. So he's in Washington lighting an 18 and a half foot 
<laughs> Christmas tree that will end up de decomposing and adding more carbon to the atmosphere. And what's worse, an average Christmas tree releases 16 kilograms of CO2e because during decom decomposition, it will release methane, a greenhouse gas that's 30 times more potent than CO2. Biden's tree will uh, release about 50 kilos. Uh, side note, just to let you know why you shouldn't buy a tree. You know what? Draw a picture of, the tr of a tree on the wall. I, uh, in the U.S. alone, we release 6,400,000 tons of CO2e in the atmosphere from Christmas trees alone. Tons. Tons. According... <laughs> wow. John Kerry, Biden's climate envoy, will be uh, in attendance at COP28. Uh, Horseface wouldn't be, uh, would have been a better president, it seems. Uh, that's what Republicans called him when he was running for president. You know, they called him Horseface. Uh, the UAE team did not deny using COP28 meetings for business talks and said private meetings are private. Last week, research by the Kick Big Polluters Out Coalition showed that oil and gas industry lobbyists have attended United Nations-led climate talks more than 7,000 times over the past 20 years in an attempt to prevent actions to rein in fossil fuels. So maybe Biden not attending is sending a message. Who knows what's in that guy's mind? Uh, the White House has announced uh, its plans to use a Cold War-era law uh, to ease supply chain issues that the administration argues are contributing to higher inflation. In a statement, the White House said Biden will use the Defense Production Act to improve the domestic manufacturing of medicines deemed crucial for national security and will convene the first meeting of the president's Supply Chain Resilience Council to announce other measures tied to the production and shipment of goods. If you remember, they used the Defense Production Act for masks and PPE. Uh, Lyle Brainyard, director of the White House Econ uh, National Economic Council and a co-chair of the new Supply Chain Council, said in a separate statement, we're determined to keep working to bring down prices for American consumers and ensure the resilience of our supply chains for the future. Very early in the morning, on Donald Trump's last day in office, the president announced he was pardoning Jonathan Brown, Braun, excuse me, a loan shark who had been convicted of running a vast marijuana wing, ring. Braun, who at the time was serving a 10-year sentence, was pardoned along with 142 others, including rappers Lil Wayne and Kodak Black. The New York Times reported Sunday that Trump's move undermined a years-long federal investigation. <coughs> <coughs> Please excuse me. Uh, the paper also uncovered ties between Braun and the family of Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. Federal prosecutors were in the midst of negotiations hoping to secure Braun's cooperation in a Justice Department investigation into predatory lenders in the merchant cash advance industry when Trump announced his clemency. Investigators felt that an industry insider like Braun could reveal information about predatory lending agreements, but after he was released from incarceration, incarceration, prosecutors no longer had leverage they could use to compel Braun to talk. An investigation by the paper found that Braun was a member 
of the inaugural class of Kushner's Yeshiva High School in Livingston, New Jersey, which received a large amount of funding from Kushner, the Kushner family, a merchant cash advance dealer who wished to remain anonymous, told the Times that a cousin who was running Braun's business while he was in jail told him that Braun's father, Jacob Braun, had reached out to Kushner's father, Charles Kushner, regarding the family's hopes that Trump would pardon Braun's release. So this is Kushner's father who he reached out to. Federal investigators were not made aware of the pardon until the morning it was announced, and according to the Times, they were furious that Trump had sabotaged a possible deal with Braun over predatory lending practices. Braun, however, maintains his innocence and claims he is a victim of the justice system's unfair practices. Sound familiar? It's like he's copying Trump. Of course, this is a guy who allegedly pushed the guy off his uh, the uh, the house uh, the deck of his house when he didn't pay and threatened people with drowning in the Hudson. A real estate developer who borrowed from Braun said in court documents that Braun threatened him, saying, "I will take your daughters from you." Trump has publicly said that if he becomes president again. He intends to make more pardons, including for those convicted of crimes related to the January 6th Capitol attack. He has also told allies privately he would pardon higher-level people involved in efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Heck, he plans on putting the military in the streets in America, which is currently against the law. He's somehow going to change it. This is who wants to become president. He will destroy this country forever. Don't let it happen. Moving on. I don't care who you have to vote for. But you got to vote for Biden. If If Biden is dead on election day, you have to vote for Biden. I'm not kidding. Trump is too dangerous. So who agrees with me? So who does Mitt Romney support for the Republican president? He says he'd be happy to vote for most of the current field of Republican presidential candidates in next year's election. But there are two people he cannot support. One is Trump, Romney told CBS, uh, 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 CBS's uh, Nora O'Donnell, that Trump's election in 2024 would be devastating for our country. O'Donnell asked which of the remaining candidates he liked. Romney replied, anybody. I'd be happy to support virtually any one of the Republicans. Maybe not Vivek, uh, maybe not Vivek, meaning uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. But the others that are running would be acceptable to me, and I'm happy to vote for them. He added, without uh, naming them, I'd be happy to vote for a number of Democrats, too. I mean, it would be an upgrade from, in my opinion, from Donald Trump and perhaps even from Joe Biden. (laughs) Uh, So he had to get a dig into Biden anyway, but he's hoping that he will have somebody else to vote. If Trump is running against Biden, he's going to vote for Biden, though. So in the poll, in the poll, who had November 24th for the death of Derek Chauvin in a prison attack? Did you have him in that poll for the, the 24th? 
Sorry, you lose. He survived his Friday prison attack. In a statement on Sunday, Attorney General's office spokesman Brian Evans said regarding Chauvin's condition, we have heard that he is expected to survive. The Federal Bureau of Prisons confirmed an unidentified inmate was assaulted at the Federal Corrections Institution in Tucson, Arizona. It said employees in initiated life-saving measures for one individual who was taken by emergency medical services to a hospital. A spokesperson for the Bureau of Prisons said it was not providing the name of the victim or their medical status due to privacy reasons. But there you have it. You lost the poll. Uh, So what do you think happened at Amazon's Black Friday? Amazon workers and allies in dozens of countries around the world took to the streets Friday to protest the uh, e-commerce giant. Atrocious working conditions, low pay, union busting, tax dodging, and inaction on planet warming emissions. Uh, The Make Amazon Pay strikes and rallies rallies can coincided with Black Friday, the busiest shopping day of the year, and one of Amazon's most profitable. Amazon workers across the globe in ever larger numbers have been walking off the job on Black Friday for years to demand better treatment from the $1.5 trillion company. Christy Hoffman, General Secretary of Uni Global Union, said this day of action grows every year because the movement to hold Amazon accountable keeps getting bigger and stronger. Workers now uh, know that it doesn't matter what country you're in or what your job title is. We are uniting uh, in the fight for higher wages, an end to unreasonable quotas, and a voice on the job. Uh, You know, in India, they're just, uh, the, the warehouse workers are just asking for a raise to $209 a month. Yeah. UPS and FedEx are no longer on top in the biggest vertical monopoly in the world. Amazon has now surpassed UPS as the biggest U.S. delivery company. Of course, they only deliver their own goods, which means, like I said, vertical monopoly. Amazon will deliver more packages in 2023 than anyone, according to a report today from the Wall Street Journal. Remember, Up until a few years ago, Amazon relied on UPS and USPS for shipping until until they bought a fleet of vehicles to take over. Amazon is on track to deliver 5.9 billion packages in 2023. That would surpass the 5.3 billion packages delivered from UPS and 3.3 billion from FedEx in 2022, which neither company expects to break in 2023. Uh, Remember we talked about the strike by dock workers in Sweden against Tesla? Postal workers added to it. Elon Musk hates unions and loves union busting. Tesla filed a lawsuit against the Swedish transport company uh, agency today after uh, postal workers began to block deliveries of license plates to the company's cars. Swedish Postal workers blocked Tesla license plate deliveries as a show of solidarity with striking workers. Swedish unions have pressured Tesla 
with strikes and blockades over the company's refusal to, uh, so far to sign a collective bargaining agreement with employees in its service division, including technicians and mechanics who repair and maintain the customer's cars. Tesla claims the Swedish government has a constitutional obligation to provide registration plates to vehicle owners. That's what the lawsuit says. According to the documents, the suit was filed with the Norrköping, within the Norrköping District on, uh, Court Monday. It also sued the Postal uh, Service. Uh, Tesla said in the filing, uh, translated, this seizure of license plates constitutes a discriminatory attack without any support in law directed at Tesla. This measure cannot be described in any other way than as a unique attack on a company operating in Sweden. We'll see what happens. So way back in uh, 1986, iceberg A23A split from the Antarctic's Flitschner ice shelf, but it became stuck to the ocean floor and had remained for many years in the Weddell Sea off in Antarctica. Not anymore. In 2020, it showed some movement. Recent satellite images reveal that the iceberg weighing nearly a trillion metric tons is now drifting quickly past the northern tip of the Antarctic Peninsula. Uh, aided by strong winds and currents, the iceberg is about three times the size of New York City and more than twice the size of Greater London measuring about 4,000 square kilometers, uh, which is like 1,500 square miles. As it gains steam, the colossal iceberg will probably be launched in the Antarctic circumpolar current. This will funnel it towards the Southern Ocean on a path known as the as Iceberg Alley, where others of its kind can be found bobbing up and down in, in dark waters. If you want some cheap property, it's free. You can build a house on it, and it's going to be there for many, many, many years until it melts into the ocean. Uh, like I said, hope you had a great weekend, uh, your Thanksgiving weekend. It's a new week. It's still a holiday week in L.A. I mean, there's not much work here. Uh, so that's it. Thanks for listening. Monday. November 27th, 2023. Monday, November 27th, 2023. Can I just say, I, I really appreciate you coming every day. It's very nice of you. Thank you so much. That's very, very nice of you. Uh, if you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Those four words, Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. You can tweet to me or X to me or post to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter, right there. And don't forget, the Christmas holidays are coming up too. When, when you're, uh, um, when your uh, right-wing family members visit you, make sure the, to play my podcast loud and proud. <laughs> if you want to get in a fight. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.